You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, the Bears were pretty much eliminated from the NFL playoffs this year after another heartbreaking loss, this time to the Cleveland Browns. How did you take the game? We were so excited going into this game because we, I think all of us picked the Bears at, at, at the site. We all went with the Bears. The Bears were getting a lot of love nationally, too. You know, it seemed like the Bears had turned a corner. The Browns had what, seventy-five guys injured. I mean, the whole roster is injured. The whole roster is injured. But the Bears, of course, they could not pull out the dub, and uh, no winning streak. You know, two in a row it ends. There is no three, so there is no winning streak. So there wasn't ever a winning streak, right? Never happened. Games, but they didn't get to the actual winning streak. That requires you to win three games in a row before you can call it a winning streak. Yes. So it did not happen. And I was reminded of like that, that Hail Mary, which we'll get to eventually. But it, like at, when it went up in the air, I was like, oh, this is going to happen. I just I felt really positive about it. It looked like Mooney came down with it. Like I was getting some flashbacks from 2001 season. Right. Like I was just like things were there and then it didn't happen. So uh, let's start in the trenches because that's what we do in this show. We, we start with the big guys up front. And there's a very obvious one, and I'm going to take the obvious one this week. Do I would yeah, tell you do that. It. Do you have anybody else? No, I have no one. I mean, the, the, the D-line all played fairly well. Right. I, I will say that, but the offensive line? No. Did no not. Boy, no. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it off, and uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of you know fill in the gaps. Okay. So, of course, I'm talking about Andrew Billings. No, I'm just sure. Oh. Uh, Andrew Billings deserves some love, though. He, 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 he played another good football game. Uh, we're, we're talking about Montez Sweat. He's, he's going to get the trench tribute today. Uh, double double heaping trench tribute for, for Montez Sweat for his two and a half sacks and a forced fumble. Montez Sweat is the team leader for the Chicago Bears in sacks with six in six games. Montez Sweat is also the leader in sacks for the Washington Commanders with six and a half sacks on the year. Gives him 12 and a half total uh what like i know that that was it was covered on the radio broadcast it was covered on the tv broadcast they said he's he's leading i'm not giving you guys anything new but one of those like bits of information that i was just kind of blown away by that this guy is still leading the the commanders and he's he's leading the bears now and no one on the bears is going to catch him now obviously he can't rack up any more sacks for the commanders uh, Jonathan Allen's at five and a half sacks. So he's one sack behind. He he could catch him. Um, but but no one on this Bears team is is gonna catch him. Yanni Kangakwe is out for the year with a broken ankle. He finishes the year with four sacks. I think TJ Edwards is next on the list. TJ Edwards isn't gonna catch Montez wow. Sweat. So so Montez Sweat is gonna come in and play half the season for the Chicago Bears, and he's going to lead the team in sacks. And just the number of takeaways which we'll get to here in a little bit the t- just the, the sacks the turnover everything about this defense 
started to work when Montez Sweat was plugged into this lineup. And I keep joking, like, this is the, this is my MVP. Yeah. This is, I mean, because the, as good as DJ Moore has been all year for this team, Montez Sweat came in and made the, unlocked the unit. Like yeah. he he created a defensive unit that is now has played really well since he came to Chicago. Coach Flus is getting a lot of the credit from a lot of people, but but it coincides with the trade for Montez Sweat. If 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 the Bears don't have Sweat, yeah, they probably would have turned it around because they've been in the scheme now for a year and a half. They did spend a lot of money in assets, you know, in the draft and in free agency. So they're they're going to improve eventually. But Montez Sweat, he's the guy that unlocked this whole thing for Coach Flus. He's the reason why why they're getting so many sacks, or getting turnovers, or getting you know interceptions, forced fumbles. He's all over the field. I mean, the Pro Football Focus had him down for seven pressures uh, against Cleveland. You know, and, and look, to be fair, they're going against backups. You know, which is one reason why a lot of us picked the Bears to win. We figured, man, Cleveland is down to two starting offensive linemen. They're, I think, on their third left tackle. You know, so it's like, come on, this 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 defense is going to do some damage. And we figured Cleveland would be tough because they have a really good defense as well. But, you know, come on, this is a game the Bears should have, could have had. Yes, they blew it. Yeah, I mean, I picked the under and the Bears to 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 win. They were three point underdogs uh, in the game ended up. I guess uh, pushing exactly what what the yeah. odds maker said, but yeah, pretty pretty tough there. I let, let's move on to the tweet because you you kind of opened me up here, and uh, I, I'm going with uh, Bill Zimmerman. He's at Bill T Zimmerman. If you guys aren't following him, he says if Bears didn't blow three leads that are mathematically nearly impossible to blow, uh, they would be eight and six one game behind Detroit in the division with the tiebreaker in hand, meaning that they would have uh, beat Detroit both games. And that comes down to coaching. And that is why Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren's decision is actually quite simple. And I, I just couldn't agree with Bill Moore in this, in this situation last year. I think a lot of us were pretty, the tank wins sort of, overtook a lot of our conversation. We They were trying to be bad organizationally in terms of really just reset the cap. They, they didn't invest any, you know, high price free agents last year. You know, they tried some guys out to maybe see if they had a future in Chicago. It, you know, nothing really worked out and you know, they lose these close games and you're like, hey, that's good. These guys are fighting, but, you know, they lost the game because, uh, and that's good because we want to see the higher draft pick. Yeah. But when you look back again, they underperformed the roster, right? And so it was easy to turn a blind eye to what was happening last year again, because you sort of wanted those losses. But now you're looking at it through a different lens when you see multiple blown leads like like they've had this year. And you say, okay, well, they, they underperformed last year's roster and they're underperforming this year's roster. Well, what is it? And this conservative defensive style of coaching that bleeds down to the offense sitting conservatively in the second half when they have leads. It, it, it leads to, you know, calling conservative defenses that allows quarterbacks to, to be able to, to dice you up. Um, you know, they've, they've found plenty of ways in which to blow these leads. Um, but it, it really does start at the top and that I agree. I think that this is the easiest decision that polls and uh, Kevin Warren have this season is to just say, yeah, you're not, you're not the right guy. You, you would think that would be the way to go, but we were talking a little bit on the, on the pre-show is 
man, until we see Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles really, really, really run the show, in the back of my mind, I just keep seeing consultants. I, I just keep seeing George McCaskey. And I know uh, they said that Kevin Warren's running the ship. They say a lot of things. That doesn't mean it's true. Until I see it, I, I'm going to always have that in the back of my mind. Like, please, George, stay out of the way. Don't step in and screw this thing up. Let them do what they got to do. You know, and if they bring Flus back, which I mean, if, if, as long as it's Kevin Warren's choice, it'll be the wrong choice. But I think that's uh, that's the way to go. Whatever they paid Ernie Accorsi and Bill Polian, <laughs> I will tell you, like George, I I do own my own uh, S corp uh, consultancy. I am available for hire, and I will. I don't know what they got. But I will tell you this, my fee is half. Yes. So whatever that was, I'll take half and I will set you in the right direction. So that's a, that's a bargain. That would I'm be saying. a very easy, easy gig. George, yeah. stay the F away from Kevin Warren. I think I just go hang out with George and I talk about the history of the Chicago Bears ah, and distract okay. him. There it is. Distract him while Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles just go do their thing. Yeah. I think I think that's worth the money. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we got, we got a plan. Let's, let's get it in front of George. Nice. You know, but I just don't want to give consultants a bad name because we could, you know, I could step in and, and yeah. do a service is all I'm saying. Uh, what, what about you? What's your tweet? My tweet is in the same vein as your, we're talking about those historic three, three losses that uh, Zach Pearson was at Zach underscore Pearson. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Bear report. Um, been a guest on our channel several times, um, but he tweeted out here are three of the bears losses this season versus Denver up 28, 14 in the fourth quarter. Lose 38-28 or 31-28. First Detroit up 26-14 with four minutes left. Lose 31-26. First Cleveland, we just saw it, up 17-7 in the fourth quarter. Lose 2017. In those three games, the Bears were outscored to combine 47-6 in the fourth quarter. You are the defensive head coach, and your defense is faltering in big moments. And, and I, I want to talk real quick about the uh, our SB Nation Reacts poll results. Last week, I don't know if you caught this. Last week, after the you know the Bears were had had their second one in a row, eighty percent of Bears fans thought they're going to bring back Flus. Fifty-eight percent of Bears fans thought it would be a good idea to bring back Flus. I'm guessing those are going to change a little bit this week. I'm going to put those exact two same poll questions out this week when we do it. So, um, if, if you come to Windy City Gridiron, make sure you guys vote on those polls. I'm curious to see if this uh, you know how this will affect it, seeing how this is the third historic blown lead by uh, Coach Flus. I, I think it's interesting just how reactionary uh, a, a fan base is. Not not individuals. Yeah. I mean, individuals make up a fan base, and I'm not pointing fingers or anything like that. Um, and, and I think all of the emotions are fair. I think we've been, I think we allow a space here to like fan how you want to fan. Yeah. I'm not I'm not judging. But when you do cover the team like this, you know, you, what we say is out on record. Like you could come yeah. back at us and like when we write things like, Hey, this you, right. Like that, that sort of thing's always out there. And so when we come to this show or when we write, when we write a piece, it, we, we want to make sure that we're backing it up with trends and facts and, and trying to be realistic because we don't want to be running back and forth on the seesaw all season. And, and I think that the, the fan base can be, pretty emotional in that way overall. And I get it, right? Yeah. Like you, you see a couple wins, 
that feels pretty good. That feels fun. And so you sort of continue down in that direction. Um, I, I just, two, two wins, like, I, I, you know, it wasn't enough for me yet. Um, and you have to kind of take the entire year and the entire uh, two years really to see like, well, what is this guy done? Is this someone that you really want to be in charge of your football team moving forward, regardless of what happens with, you know, the big roster decisions coming up. Um, and I just, I just don't see it. You know, I will say this kudos to the bears fans last season, the bears, obviously th- three wins. It was, it was a brutal season. The, the, the confidence poll for the direction of the franchise was pretty high most of the season. Usually these things really fluctuate wins, losses, they go, but but last year during all the losses, you know, bears fans saw the big picture. They said, okay, there's a, there's a nice draft pick coming here. You know, it's a reset. They understood the rebuild, but I think this year, the problem was, is is we weren't expecting another rebuild. You know, this, this is the national football league teams can turn things around pretty quickly. I know a lot of fans. Oh, you have to be, be patient. We have seen teams turn things around in one offseason all the time. It happens all the time in, in the NFL. So we expected them to be a little better than they are. We're and they're just not cutting it. Yeah. Th- well, the the thing with the like the huge rebuild, where like the Vikings sort of said, we're just gonna kind of do it in place. We're gonna tr- we're gonna try to be competitive. The competitive rebuild, I believe, is what they called mm-hmm. it in Minnesota, right? And and again, they went out and they found. The general manager in the same cycle, right? And but they said we're going to do a competitive rebuild. We're going to we're going to try to and and Vikings fan had a lot of fun last year. Now they got yeah. blown out in the playoffs because they weren't really that good of a team. And we I think a lot of us saw them falling back down to earth this year, which they did. Uh, it, it, they still might make the playoffs. I yeah. kind of doubt it. But you know, once once Cousins went down, obviously that that ship sort of sailed. But it, you can't really sell a two year rebuild in the NFL to a fan base. They, yeah. they can understand one bad year, but then they expect you to kind of be, you know, feisty. They expect you to win some game, win the games you're supposed to, or, you know, maybe have an upset or two here and there, right? You can't really sell a two-year rebuild. It's just not possible because you don't need it, you, especially when you go complete tear out and, 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 and do what the Bears did. So I, um, F- Bears fans are emotional, which most fan bases are, but Bears fans are not stupid. And you, you cannot sell them two straight years of a rebuild. So yeah. good good on you, Bears fans, for, for expecting more out of this football team. Uh, let's move on to caught up in a numbers game. This is where we talk about a stat that caught our eye. What do you got? This is this one's going to hurt a little bit. My, my number is 10. And that is uh, the Trenton Gill career high 10 punts in a game, which is the most the Bears have had since 2015. When Pat O'Donnell had 10 in a 26 nothing loss to the Seahawks, eight three and outs on the day for the Bears offense. It was sputtering all day. Yeah, it was it was kind of rainy, but it didn't affect Joe Flacco as much. I mean, he was fine in, in the bad weather. Trent Gill, man, he was our guy. We were excited for him. We thought he was going to have a, a, a nice sophomore season. It just hasn't happened for him. I mean, uh, he's dead last in his net average, which is not all the punter a lot of it's the coverage as well but you know we haven't seen some of the directional stuff we, we wanted to see um he doesn't have that, that the chip shot where like we see some punters these days they can kind of punt it it'll hit and it'll kind of spin and, and die right there we haven't seen him really master that yet it's rough i mean he's he's a, a, a defensive football team which the bears are you got to have good special teams and they have santos but trenton gill took a step back this year yeah the numbers aren't great 
for for the guillotine and obviously that hurts us here we're we're number one fans of of the punter but i i don't really have an answer uh it does seem like he has been not attacking the that the five like you say maybe he doesn't have that ball that hits and sort of bounces sideways like some of those punters do so it does seem like he attacks like the eight to ten yard line uh which is normally fair caught so he doesn't necessarily get those deep pins that i think a lot of people like there's been a couple of big returns which which have hurt him in the net part of things and then he doesn't have the booming leg um which some of these guys particularly these australian punter guys that they come in um they, they they have bigger legs and so it really does uh he, he's not really excelling at any one thing and when you kind of add all that up that really sort of does shine a negative spotlight on him so uh yeah not not great not great bob so i got a better one nice good we need some balance here all right number is 18 that is the number of interceptions that this defense has they are now second in the National Football League in wow. interceptions. What? This team couldn't pick the ball off. This since Montez Sweat has come, apparently he's also playing in the secondary. No, his, his pass rush though is impacting some of these balls that are put out there. The, the, the Niners are leading the. That's not a surprise. The Niners are leading the league with 19 interceptions. They got yeah. a great defense. They're playing with leads all the time. N- none of that should should surprise you. Bears are only one behind at 18. They have had 12 interceptions in the last four games. Like it, it's, that's crazy. That That is a crazy hot streak. And if they continue that crazy hot streak, which I don't know, maybe like, who knows why, why, why would they stop now? Yeah. Uh, if, if they're able to continue that, they could match 2018 when the bears finished with 27 interceptions. So who knows the, the Montez sweat coming in. He's he, he's got the bears out of last place in sacks. He's <laughs> like, he's got them up to second place in, uh, in interceptions. Like this guy, I'm telling you, this guy should get some defensive player of the year votes as well as he's played since the trade. What a multiplier he has. He just made everyone better around him. It just showed you that, you know, like I said last week, I was critical of trade at, at the time, but you know, that, that was a good deal. I mean, they had to make the deal when they did, they had to do it. They had to give up what they had to give up because he was on his way to Atlanta. That was a done deal. He would have went there. He would have signed, and the Bears never would have saw him in free agency. So you had to do it. You know, I, I will say, when you said 18, my mind went to Robert Tunyon. Well, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh, God, I can't be it. So, okay. We, we got some. We got take some that out of there. Tunyon stuff later. Funyon, Tunyon, right? <laughs> I always got to remember it rhymes with Tunyon. Uh, Funyon. All right. We'll, we'll hit the Fields Report next. Justin Fields, 19 of 40, 166 yards, uh, one touchdown and two interceptions, which both Hail Marys and one of them wasn't actually picked off. I don't know if that'll get corrected in the in the official stat sheet or not. Took three sacks for an 18-yard total loss and then carried the ball seven times for 30 yards. So overall, um, again, Cleveland's got a good defense. This is yeah. not something that was a surprise. Their defensive line really gave fields a lot of, a lot of problems all day. Uh, a couple of big drops, uh, a couple of very big drops that, that definitely could have changed the course of this football game. But I, I don't know. Overall, what did you, what did you think of fields game? He was fine. I mean, kind of right. what I said last fine. week, he was fine. I mean, he was under 50% passing. Um, you talk about some of the drops, 
Um, he had pressure in his face a lot. Um, I think I saw a stat by Courtney Cronin tweeted out um, 20 pressures, which is like the third time this year the Bears have faced 20 or more pressures, which is leading the league. Now, pressures is it's O line, of course. It's also the backs, it's tight ends, it's it's field. So um, it's 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 not good. A lot of pressure, and but that, that's what Cleveland does. I mean, they give you a lot of different looks. They try and scheme their guys up. They move Miles Garrett all around the place. Garrett got no sacks, but I think he had seven or eight pressures himself. So it's it's a tough defense, and and you kind of see you, you look at the stats like man, forty passing attempts, you know, in that bad weather. But that's because they couldn't run the ball. I mean, Deontay Foreman had uh, six carries for negative six yards. Um, Herbert. I, I don't know. Is he is he not healthy? I mean, is he, he's not the same guy since he came back from that injury. So maybe he's not all the way back. Uh, Roshan Johnson looks fine, but he doesn't have the explosiveness that you want to see out of your tailback. So they couldn't really run the ball. And when they tried to run fields, they were on it. So he was fine. Well, to give you a, an answer on Herbert, I dropped him from my fantasy team, and oh. I haven't put a prop bet on uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, since he's been back from his injury. So, no, I don't think he's back. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, you know me, I'm I'm number one Juice Herbert fan. Yeah. So I, I think that just, he's just not fully healthy uh, because he's not showing that explosiveness. But I, I think, you know, one of the things that I think we all need to maybe take a breath with the fields discourse when we're online and when we're on Twitter, or when we're on all these other things, because boy, does it seem emotional right now. Like, and, and it doesn't feel like there's, it feels like there's a number of people that aren't allowing for a middle ground in the conversation. And, and I think for some, like people like us, I think that can be kind of frustrating because we're, we're trying to look at this objectively. We're trying to look at the whole picture and, I know you and and I certainly know me like I really like this young man. Like yes. I really like him as uh, what he brings in terms of leadership. I like the skill set that he has. I think that you can tap into that to to be a productive starter in this league. Um I I just I am not sure that there is a path remaining for him to remain in Chicago. And and I I think that a lot of it is because the Bears look like they're about to hit the lottery. I know Carolina won this week, but they're about to hit the lottery with a good quarterback prospect draft and a high pick. And, and I think that if as Bears fans, you're, you're just going to have to come to realize that that's what Ryan Poles is going to be working with. And, and Fields just hasn't had that great, consistent output to, to take it off the table. And, and so circumstances that some are in his control and some are not in his control, uh, I think are going to lead to Justin Fields playing football for somebody else next year. People take it so personal. It's right. like, like for us, like, like, like I just don't bother with taking given fields thoughts on, on, on Twitter and on, on social media, just because it's just not worth it because people just get, they're so emotional. They're invested in this young man. It's like, they want it to work out. I want it to work out. You know, I just see, like you said, with the Bears having the first or second overall draft pick, two prospects that have been on everyone's top of the board for now for a couple of years, it just seems like it's the right time to move on. And, and like I said, I want it to work out, but the facts are when you have those two picks there, and yeah, they had the first pick last year, but you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud weren't thought of at the same level of these two guys this year. It just makes sense. You know, I, I I want to see Fields stay in Chicago. I want to see it work out, but I also understand the 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 the, the realistic 
options that Ryan Poles has. I just think he's going to move on from uh, from Fields. It's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. I get yeah. it, you know. Uh, but let's uh, you know, let's just stop throwing around angry insults that people people that are so mad. It's like why everybody's mad. It's, oh, it's man. mad, right? Uh, you know. Anyway, okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of it, we're going to do everybody's favorite segment, the three bears. So stick with us. All right, Lester, three bears, hot bowl of porridge, cold bowl of porridge, plenty of opportunities to uh, sling those around this week. And just right. So let's start with the hot. What do you got? Mata Sweat was the obvious choice here, too. He just had a phenomenal game. But but I'm, I'm going to go a little different, a little spirit of the hot bowl. And, and this is I'm going to a play. That Tyreek Stevenson a diving interception near the goal line. Yep. Phenomenal. He had he had five tackles, uh, two pass defense. But man, he has been flashing. You know, he, he and then the nice thing what I, he, he got up and he ran with the ball. Did you I don't know if you watched that in the replay? Yep. It was uh Eddie Jackson was kind of there, like, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, Eddie Jackson, go block somebody. What are you doing? But uh, <laughs> but, it, but it was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a nice play. Um, he gave up a play to, to Amari Cooper earlier in the game, but Corners get beat. It happens every now and again. But Stevenson is for a rookie, man. This is now two rookies in a row. You know, with Kyler Gordon last year kind of came out strong late. Stevenson, too. I, I, I like what I've seen out of Stevenson. He is getting some playing time issues with uh, with Terrell Smith, who also has been playing good football. Uh, so it's a nice problem to have, you know, especially when they re-sign Jalen Johnson uh, this offseason. They'll have three outstanding corners. Yeah, I like that. Uh <laughs> Yes, yes. Let the, I hope you weren't going on the road of like, well, maybe that just no, means no. that they're getting ready for life after Jalen. But they better no, be. absolutely. I had Tyreek pick um, as one of my my hot bowls. Absolutely. And the other one that I had was the uh, Terrell Edmonds pick six. Yes. Uh, because I thought that was a fantastic play. He's, he's just this. If you, when you see him in person, he's one of those guys that on a field of NFL players, you go, who's that guy? Yeah. Right. And so he, he is, he just, he's different. Like he's just, he's built different. And so when, when he got that ball, he just took off. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's happening. Right. Um, but it's just really impressive to see him make a play. He hasn't made a ton of plays this year and obviously got the big contract. And I know a lot of Bears fans have been pretty frustrated, but uh, to, to be able to see him make a real strong athletic play um, that looked like it at, so, at one point was going to be the difference, right? Like he, that was going to hold, hold up as the, as the difference, really the, the interceptions in general, Eddie being tackled at the two yard line, poor Eddie Jackson, right? Like first time he's got the ball in his hands, he's got a good nose for the end zone. I guarantee you he thought he was in yeah. right. Like he, that, that offensive lineman came out of, you know, stage left to just kind of take him out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the bears were this close to having two uh, pick sixes in this game, but definitely give the, the hot bowl of porridge to Edmonds there. That was a nice play by Edmonds, and it was a nice uh, pass breakup by T.J. Edwards, who kind of came out of nowhere. And as the pass was coming into to the Brown receiver, he just obliterated that guy, and the ball popped up, and, and there it is for Edmonds. And you know he took it uh, forty some odd yards, and uh, he, he got the pick six. And I saw another stat where it's like three turnovers plus a pick six plus three sacks. Teams were like, uh, you know, forty and 40 and 0, right? And now, of course. Yeah. Another historic L for us. Uh, and also, like some of these things, the the like they feel very baseball stat. Like if you watch baseball games long enough, it's like 
This guy is yeah. hitting left-handed pitchers on yeah. Tuesday night games at a 450 clip. And it's like, yeah. that's not a stop it. Like stop filtering to get these random numbers. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know how or why you would go down the rabbit hole of saying, well, let's see teams that had this many sacks yeah. and this many, you know, but whatever, it's not like that's like the recipe to get to, but yeah. uh, anyway, that's my, again, I get me on random stat talk. I can, yeah. I can be annoying. Uh, flip it around, cold bowl porridge. Where do you want to go? I mean, pick a direction, Lester. You know, I had Robert Tunyon written down, but I don't. I don't want to pile on. I mean, he's. You know, it's it's how real quick. How are the Bears not able to get this guy involved? I mean, when he was in Green Bay, you know, he was phenomenal. You know, sixty some odd catches. You know, 10, 11, 12 touchdowns. You know, he had a knack for getting open. I mean, they're playing him, you know, he's, he's, he's your move tight end guy, you know, and, and it's not like the bears have a great, you know, bunch of receivers behind DJ Moore, you know, why aren't they running more two tight end sets with, with Tunyon and trying to get him matched up with linebackers or safeties and trying to let him do stuff with, with what he can do. But anyway, um, I'm going to go for my cold bowl, the bears fourth quarter pass defense, allowing 212 yards to uh 38-year-old Joe Flacco who is uh you know still slinging it man i mean he's uh he he knows the game of football he he is elite i guess you want to call him cuz that's what he was known as back in the day um 212 passing yards in the fourth quarter most in the nfl this year ridiculous old man strength yeah you know, it took a little while to get going, right? And then just uh figured it out, right? Yep. Just distributing the ball. Honestly, Flacco looked pretty good yeah. like he, he alluded some pursuit at times like he move in the pocket and deliver downfield like you know i mean this is a guy that like you said he knows what he's doing he knows how to play football he was actually pretty impressive i watched the game last week too i mean again he this is a guy that threw three interceptions and he threw a couple picks last week too so it's, it's not like he was perfect by any stretch of the imagination but like he's just for a guy that's like coming off the couch and doesn't know these guys i mean that ball the good one was perfect yeah. i mean like he he had a couple really nice throws but uh that's a good one i had that as well um particularly i had the play call of justin jones dropping back oh, in, in coverage that on the the huge uh david and joku catch um that it, i i mean 300 plus pound defensive tackle hanging out in zone and the ball <laughs> going over his head i i mean i can only imagine what was going through his mind when he's dropping back and that, that that ball is coming at him? He's like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" And he turns and he gives the gives the old college try on the pursuit, you know, down the field at this giant man in Joku that's fast as all get out and and like he's not gonna catch him. And then after the game, he says something like, "Hey, man, I'm just I didn't I didn't make the play call. I'm just doing what I'm told." Uh, that that absolutely that the play called i'm not calling out just joe he has no chance there not chance, um, no. But, but that play call deserves uh deserves a cold bowl but that poor guy that poor guy um bears pass bro we talked about that that deserve it, just tons of pressure in justin fields's face deserves and, that, and, and that also includes tight ends that includes running backs like everybody that was supposed to pass block decided that they that wasn't a priority for them yeah. yesterday uh Trent Taylor deserves uh, oh. a porridge. Um, muff two punts, lost one. Uh, that was what he was signed for. Was the sure-handedness, and I think if you're having trouble, you know, on a 
a day where the weather is impacting things, just let it bounce. Like, just get out of the way. Like, the Browns, I, I, the Browns I mean, have a lefty punter. So yep, yep. maybe so this spin will kind of threw him off a little bit. I know the Bears usually bring in a guy during the week. I, I, I don't recall seeing that. They may have done it, uh, but I don't recall seeing that they, they brought a lefty in this week to kind of give those guys a different look off the foot. I know it's, it seems weird. Like, well, who cares? But it That's matters. That's a Belichick thing. Yeah, it, it matters to these guys. The ball comes off differently from a lefty punter. It spins differently. Um, it's just uh, just something. So I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. The weather may have something to do with it. But like you said, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> just let it drop if you're having problems. Especially on a wet field, you're not generally going to get the, the big roll. Um, it'll usually kind of stick and, and won't roll as fast or won't roll as far. So uh, the the risk there is a little lower. But uh, that uh, definitely deserves that. And then I think we just we have to mention Darnell Mooney. Ooh. I think I think Mooney had a rough rough game. You know, had a had a had a bad block on that fourth and one or a missed block on the fourth and one. Um, had a drop earlier that would have been a pretty big play to, to set him up into field goal range in the first half. <clears throat> I think that that in the play, hail mary play where he's got the ball in his bread basket and somehow loses it that's just a weird thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think that people are kind of freaking like, Oh, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I can't believe he didn't catch it just because it, just of the physics of the ball, yeah. just kind of landing on in his stomach, but that's not a skill thing. You don't practice falling backwards and a ball coming. And like, like it, it's just, it's just bad luck. You know, the ball just obviously bounced in a way when his body hit the ground, I, I'm not going to hold that one against him, but that really does cap off a pretty rough day. And, and honestly, a, a, a bad year, you know, really yes. for, for a healthy Darnell Mooney this, obviously he was hoping for big things this year in, in, in a year that he needs to show out to earn that big second contract. And it just hasn't been there for him. It seems like he's going to be somewhere else next year. I, I can't see no, no matter who the coaching staff is, I know he he and Justin Fields have a good relationship, but again, Field may be gone. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, he, he had such a nice year a couple of years ago. He had a hurt. You know, maybe maybe his his big season was just because of volume. I mean, maybe he's this is just who he is. He's a he's a solid uh, three or four option. Um, and and you know, teams can find those guys these days. So he'll he'll obviously stay in the league somewhere next year. But uh, you know he's got to do some work here on his on his rep to get things built up because he he's had a rough year this year. Yeah, the other guy we like, but you know I, I think we have to call it out and yep. call it for what it is. I, again, I don't think the drop in the end zone is no. as big of a deal as what it, it was just that's just a weird thing. The the other stuff bothers me a little bit more. Uh, all right, just right uh, the just right bowl. You have anybody identified for this one? I'm going to go back to the defense. I'm going to go with a defensive end, Demarcus Walker. Nice game, four tackles, half a sack, two tackles for loss. He had two quarterback hits. You know, he, he kind of lost some playing time when the Bears made a trade for Montez Sweat. He's fine. He can kick inside and play, play some, some three-tech for you up and down that line. He's a good pro. He's a good football player. And uh, now with Ngakwe injured and gone, Walker gets his spot back. And he performed. I mean, he's a good football player, and this is kind of what we expect out of Demarcus Walker each week. So hopefully we can build on this. And, I mean, he's signed, I believe, a three-year deal. So he'll be here next year regardless. So uh, hopefully he can build off this and, and show himself uh, a good a good spot for whoever's uh, coaching this team in uh, 2024. Yeah, I thought it was a two-year deal. So Okay, uh, maybe it was a two-year deal. Good to know. Or maybe functionally, too. I don't, I don't know exactly uh, the details of that. But, yeah, it was sort of one of those 
bigger signings on that first year of polls. Uh, I have some tongue in cheek stuff. Um, first goes to uh, the referees for continuing their uh, string of not calling late hits on Justin Fields. The end of the first half. That was terrible. That first half yeah. Hail Mary. I mean, forearm to the chest well after that ball was away and no call. And like that puts you into field goal range. Yeah. Like that, that is a legit, like, Hey, it's no time on the clock. Well, you know, you, you 15 yards, you get an, un, you, know, you get one play uh, from there and bears probably, I would assume bring out Cairo Santos for a, a makeable field goal. And that could be again, like the difference in the game or, you know, it changes the complexity of the game. But again, that's, absolutely what happens every single week is that we just a very blatant obvious call for some reason justin fields doesn't get that the benefit of the doubt there and you can't even say like he was a runner like you know someone well you know he turned into a runner there he's not going to get protection like a quarterback once he does does that so you know that that's why no this throwing the football this is after he threw the football it's just and they were looking at it like it just blows my mind the other just right bowl again this is what we expect this yeah. is what we expect. Goes to head coach Matt Everflus. Oh. Third time this year that his Chicago Bears have blown a lead. At this point, it's a trend. You talked about three straight wins makes us makes a winning streak. Three times is a trend. Like one time, it's a fluke. Two times, oh, I don't know. That's curious. Three times, this is who he is. You you told us who you are by by these uh, huge leads that you let evaporate. You know, a lot of it is also. Some fans are like, "Hey, Fluce is doing fine as a defensive defensive coordinator. You got to get rid of Getzy, though." Well, you know what? Getzy as your play caller, he takes his cue from the head coach. You know, so you really think that if let's say they keep Fluce and like let's say that happens, and they bring in a, in a super aggressive offensive guy, Fluce ain't gonna let him do he, do what he wants to do. He's he's gonna want to be conservative because that's who Fluce is a head coach. He sets the tone for all of his coaches. So again. Getsy ain't the guy. Getsy may be better somewhere else if he's uh, not under Fluce. Who knows at this point? I don't think anybody's going to let Luke Getsy coordinate an offense no, for a while. I think he'll go back to, to being a quarterback coach probably yeah. somewhere. Get an opportunity. These guys yeah. generally land somewhere in the league, right? Uh, but but he's he's not going to coordinate any anything anytime soon. Did not work out in yeah. Chicago. He, he needs to reset that part of his career. Uh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's the three bulls of porridge. Um, I tried to be somewhat positive and I got like, you know, 17 cold bowls and a couple tongue in cheek, just right. So I did not accomplish what I set out to do in terms of balance, but you're here to balance me out. So that, that's, yeah. that's always good. Anything about this game before we turn it over to the questions in the YouTube live stream? This game sucked rewatching it. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's always brutal. But like, like you said, this is the third time now. I think we were more surprised when they held on and beat the Lions last week. That was more surprising because we're used to this team, this staff having issues. So many things went the Bears' way against Cleveland. The injuries we talked about, the penalties. We, you know, the Browns got hit with way more penalties than the Bears this time. You know, the turnovers, the sacks. You know, so much should have went the right way. You know, it just, like you said, this is who they are. It's time to flush the floose. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Finally, you. 
finally we get to use the hashtag that I have been trying to get you to to use as a show title. So that is uh, the show, the podcast show title, and it's the the video title. Flush the flus. Let's get that trending. And wherever wherever you get your social media, we we can hashtag flush the flus and let's uh let's get that let's get that trending. So uh all right. That's what we got. We're going to head on over to the comments on the YouTube section. If you ever want to join us live, we hang out on Mondays at six o'clock central time. Although next week, probably not because that's Christmas day. That is Christmas. So, day. so we'll probably move that to Tuesday. Uh, but generally we're here on Mondays, six o'clock talking about the bears game. Just a couple games left. We'll, we'll we're going to run out the string. The bears may not be playing for anything, but we are, we are going to continue to bring you the most bearer and balanced-ish coverage of this team that you can possibly ask for every week. We're here. How's that? (laughs) That's fair. I love it. All right. Well, until next time, keep your head up, bear down.